Welcome to Detroit Lions News Podcast, the daily version. It's February 14th, and it's Valentine's Day. And if you haven't got your woman something, I don't know what you're waiting for. Or if you are a man, if you're a woman listening to this podcast, just get your man a pack of beer because there is no guy on earth, no guy on earth that doesn't appreciate a free pack of beer. I guarantee it. And if you don't like beer, well, then I don't know. I don't know who you're dating, and it's, it's a little bit suspect, anyways. Anyways, we go on Twitter. You go on Twitter. Obviously, Lions Twitter. We always we know what's happening here. It's a total shit show in there. Total. It's a total bong show. Total. It's it's everything you hear is usually just off the charts stupidity. I mean, we there's been there's been way back in the day with Stafford and and Kelvin Johnson and. You can go back all that far, and you can you can see the same stuff. It's an absolute shit show on Twitter for Lions Twitter. I'm only on Twitter because I like sports, and only things I follow are Red Wings, Tigers, Lions, Pistons, and I really don't want to see Pistons and Tigers anymore more because they're an absolute shit show too. But when you look at the Lions Twitter, and I was perusing it today, and I seen this one tweet, and it pissed me off to to no end. They were saying that you should take Brian Brzee at six. Are you serious? Like, I, I, I do like Brian Brzee, but not at six. I mean, I'm more of a Tyree Wilson guy because I think that if you compare Aiden Hutchinson up with a great defensive end like a Tyree Wilson who is athletic, who is a freak, who can get to the quarterback, and it makes it easier for your corners. You know, if you go sign a Jamel Dean, if you go sign a James Bradbury or Sean Murphy Bunting, it makes it easier on those guys because the quarterback, number one, is going to know Shit, I have to get rid of this ball really quick because these two hounds that are coming after me, they're gonna kill me. And then when you put James Houston in that five man front, when you you run that five man front that Aaron Glenn likes to run, I mean, good luck. These offensive lines are gonna have a hard time. And I do like Brian Brzee, not at six though. I think at six is a total overreach. And I know that the media has there's there's some parts of the media. I mean, I've seen people, I, I've heard people say that we should get a cornerback. At number six, are you stupid? You got to go for a position that makes sense. If Tyree Wilson's on the board, you take him. If he's not on the board, and let's say let's say Miles Murphy is, you take him because you're trying to get positions of need that make the most sense and add positional value. You can never have enough defensive ends, and then when you're in a spot in the top ten, and you can get a top you know top defensive end, you take him. Because they don't come around that often, and if you want to, you know, you want to take your chances with the defensive end in the second, third round. I mean, you're playing with fire. And when you look at the Lions, they're going to need defensive ends because they're probably going to get rid of Charles Harris and Romeo Quar because the cap is it's they're going to be cap casualties. So you're going to see them get moved, get cut. You're going to see Vitae get cut. They're going to need an interior offensive lineman. And obviously, Brocker is going to be cut. Obviously, with Brocker being cut, we all knew that was going to happen. We all knew that was going to happen. But with Brocker being cut, you're obviously going to need a defensive tackle. And you can't just take a defensive tackle like Brian Brzee at six. You take him at six, it's a little bit of uh, overreach, a majorly overreach. He's not a guy that's going to be that big of a difference maker. There's there's things about Brian Brzee that he struggles with. And, and a couple of these things, it's very, very easy. Like, he struggles. He, he, he's got to show himself. He's got to show at the combine if he's fully healthy. You know, he's coming off from an ACL injury. Um, if he, he's got to show if he's fully recovered. 
And then, um, you know, he needs to be one thing about Brian Brzee is the ACL injury. And the, people wonder if he's the same player he was before the injury. But there's things that he, he does struggle against. You know, he's often plays up tight and struggles against leverage. Technique to shred or redirect blockers is not elite. That's one of the things that if you're looking for a defensive tackle at number six, that's one of the things that you look at. You know, is he, is can he shed blocks easily? I mean, he has he's a he's a he's a hell of a he has hell of a strength. The guy has he's a he's a little he's a freakazoid with the strength he has. But it, it sometimes being having the most strength doesn't translate to the NFL. You know, you need fast twitch. You need a guy that can get upfield and, and make make plays. Um, you know, the best defensive tackles they can make those unorthodox twists, turns to get to the quarterback. And when you look at you know Brian Brzee, like is he is he capable of doing it? I don't know. But if you were telling me I got a choice between Tyree Wilson, Miles Murphy, or, or Brian Brzee, I'm obviously going Tyree Wilson. Think about it. You compare Aiden Hutchinson up with Tyree Wilson or Miles Murphy. You can let them go, just pin their ears back, and go to the, towards the quarterback on third down. You add in a little James Houston. You add in a little bit of Kaminsky. Man, listen, you're going to have an elite pass rush if you do that. I, I I questioned, you know, I've watched a lot of Clemson football. I question if Brian Brzee can get to the quarterback as good as, you know, a guy like Kaminsky in that pass rushing defensive tackle role. I, I wonder about that. But if – you know, if I get the chance to get in better defense, you know, recoup the losses of Aquara, of Harris, with another defensive end, but of the same talent level as Aiden Hutchinson, I'm doing it. And obviously, I, I, I totally, I'm totally in line with whatever Brad Holmes does because he's shown that he is, he knows what he's doing. But Brian Brzee at six would be a total overreach, and I think that Brian, I think Brad Holmes would agree with me. Because you just don't take a, a defensive tackle like that at 10. I mean, at 6. Now, if you trade down, you you, you get Brian Brzee at that point, fine. That's cool. But at, at, at 6, not even close. We're talking about... We're talking about a guy who, you know, he, he, he struggled with injuries his whole career at Clemson. He's a great player. There's no doubt about that. But he, he just struggles with certain um, he, he struggles with certain things, and that's that's the key point to point to. You know, you look at this Detroit Lions team. It's a it's a tough team. Obviously, obviously Brian Brzee he would he would fit in nicely with um, Dan Campbell. He'd fit in nicely with Aiden Hutchinson because of the way he works. But at six, it'd be a little bit of overreach. Just my opinion. Now, we're going to get to a lot of more stuff on the Detroit Lions News Podcast. So, follow me in the next segment. We're going to talk about a little, little bit of everything regarding the Lions in this uh, offseason. That's finally here after the Super Bowl. So, a couple of news and notes. Obviously, we told you at the beginning of the daily podcast that uh, it won't be these long podcasts like you've seen in the past. Where you know we'll have one podcast a week where it's super, super long that goes like an hour. But usually these daily podcasts, they'll go 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes, but they won't go that long. It's just a little bit, bit of Lions news delivered to your phone. That way you can get it and, and you know, listen to it when you need to. I know everyone loves the podcast. 
we try to we try to do whatever we can to help you guys just stay up to date with Lions news. So here's the thing. Uh, Aaron Glenn will be back with the Detroit Lions. Obviously, Shane Stitchin, uh, the Eagles offense coordinator, he's going to become the, the – the, he is going to become the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. That was such a just – following that as someone who is not an Indianapolis Colts fan, I cannot imagine having an owner that is so, like, off his freaking rocker like like Jim Mersey. I mean, we didn't even know what he was going to do. I mean, for the wildest time, I mean – People thought that Jeff Saturday was going to become the NF, the uh, the Indianapolis Colts head coach, and that didn't happen. So Aaron Glenn staying in Detroit because the next bit of news is the Cardinals hired Gannon, the defensive coordinator from the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are going to replace two coordinators in one year. That's probably what we're going to be doing next year. So I'd, you need to keep that in mind. I mean, obviously we had a great season last year. Uh, the great turnaround after going one six, we finished nine and eight. Next year, you're hoping to make the you know take the next steps and 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 finish better than you were. You're looking to win the division. You're looking to win a playoff game. You're looking to be a legitimate team. When you're a legitimate team, you do have to replace some coordinators because people want to see if the guy that you had as the offense coordinator, the defense coordinator, if they were the ones that drove the bus. Obviously, we dealt with that for years. I mean, we hired a guy in Matt Patricia who came from the Patriots, and that didn't work out as good because we all knew who the mastermind was behind the Patriot dynasty. It was Brady and Belichick, and that's what happens. Also, Jim Caldwell, he got a job. And listen, hats off to Jim Caldwell. I think Jim Caldwell uh, is one of the most underappreciated Lions coaches of all time. Um, Listen, he, he he got fired by Bob Quinn for nine and eight, nine and seven wasn't good enough. Back when we you 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 played sixteen games, and nine seven wasn't good enough, and he hasn't got a job since. But he got a job with the, the Carolina Panthers, and he's going to be their senior assistant um, on offense, I believe. That's what, I, yeah, on offense, he's going to be there. He's going to be there. Uh, he's going to be a senior assistant to the, the coaching staff there. So that's a good role for him. And you know what? Hats off to Jim Caldwell. He got a raw deal here in Detroit, uh, especially with Bob Quinn. You know, there was no reason to fire Jim Caldwell at the time. I mean, I, I, I was vocal saying, you know, you got to get rid of this guy because his time management skills just weren't up the par. But he went 9-7, and seven, went 9-7. and seven, And then, he you know, obviously Bob Quinn hired his boy and – Matt Patricia and that just told it just went into a total shit show, and that, that's sometimes what happens. And you got to think that everything happens for a reason because now you got Brad Holmes, now you got Dan Campbell, and you got an organization that is actually looking the part. You know, for the for the first time in a long time, the Detroit Lions actually look like a legitimate football team. That's something that you haven't been able to say in years. Second, you know the. There's going to be parts of news, you know, we're we're getting into the cycle where there's not much news. But um, I like this article that Colton Pouncey had of The Athletic. And it says how Jared Goff turned his season around uh, and cemented his role as QB1. And it, it, he goes on to say, narratives can be tough to shut, but Goff and the offensive minds leading the Lions 
doing their best to write a new one in Detroit. In his second season in Detroit, after the offense changed to fit his strengths and more weapons were added, Goff made the Pro Bowl, hearing top 10 in, in a number of statistical categories. He quarterbacked the Lions to a top five offense and their first winning record in five seasons, falling just short of a playoff berth. As the Lions took a step forward in their rebuild, Goff proved once again that he can be a quarterback who whom a team can win with. And he goes on, he he, he has all the, the things about Goff that made him the quarterback and, and cemented his role as the number one quarterback in Detroit. It's been a great story that's been written about Jared Goff. I don't think that we don't, you know, as fans, as fans and people who cover the team like I do, um, when you see a guy like Jared Goff get traded uh, to a team like Detroit and you see what happened with the way that ended, you know, in, in L.A. with with Sean McVay and, and the disconnect that they both had, I think it's very important you look at look at sometimes we as fans and as as writers we don't look at it like like this you know sometimes when you when you're when you are paired with someone to work with you just don't work well with them it doesn't mean that you're a bad worker or he's a bad uh supervisor or, or manager or anything it just means that you guys don't work good together and that's usually that's that happens but i think what with with what Jared Goff did in the year the year that he had this year and the back half of the year that he had the year before where he turned his game around Dan Campbell became a vocal point in the offense obviously he took over the play calling duties when he fired Anthony Lynn and then you've seen him take the next step with Ben Johnson I mean we I think we all know that Dan Campbell's uh, hand is on the offense but Ben Johnson is creative enough to where he can make plays, you know, and help his quarterback. And that's what a good offensive coordinator does. And what I like about Dan Campbell is he hasn't been afraid to make the changes necessary to win. We all seen the disconnect with uh, Anthony Lynn. We've seen the disconnect with Anthony Lynn, and there wasn't much work in there. You get to the Pittsburgh game. They actually started to show some fight. They they started to turn it around that, you know, that that season that you, you know, the year before, played pretty well. They won some games down the stretch. wasn't good enough. Obviously, you picked second in the draft. You got in Hutchinson. You got a great draft. And then you go this season. You start one and six. All the things could have fell off the table. But the leadership of Goff as a quarterback of the team kept them steady until the defense was ready to, you know, actually play to their level. And that's exactly what you're looking for. A lot of times in football, we we kind of over we gloss over um, exactly what it is in football that is is absolutely crucial, and that is chemistry, that is reps, that is making the most of the opportunities that you have. And you could look back at some games uh, that Jared Goff had early in the season where he had a couple pick sixes against Philadelphia, against Seattle, where, where they kind of changed the tie maybe. But I think what Jared Goff did in the final 10 games, it was really good. And it was really crucial to see that because I know people are not, I know they're not kind of 
they know they don't have a Mahomes. You don't have a Burrow. You don't have an Allen. But you don't need that guy to win. You need, you know, we've seen the 49ers win, uh, get to that Super Bowl with a good run game, with a defense, and a game manager. I think that Jared Goff is way better as a quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo or Brock Purdy. Uh, you can't you can't steer me against that. And what this Lions team is doing, what they did in that final eight games, it really showed me a lot about Jared Goff and the way that he approaches the game. And, and, and it made me realize that the thoughts about Jared Goff and Sean McVay, the disconnect that was happening, that's just an example of the coach and quarterback didn't see eye to eye. They didn't see the way to you know, run the offense. I think uh, Sean McVay wanted a guy who, who you know would take more chances and do that. But you know, Jerry Goff, he's a he's a he's a calculated thrower. That's how I would put it. I don't think he's a game manager. I I think game manager is a little bit thrown around too much in football. I think he's a calculated thrower. I think he's calculated with where he throws the ball. He doesn't take many chances, but that's all right because if he's not th- turning the ball over, you're going to be okay. But I think that's a, that's an important thing to look at when you look at Jared Goff. And I think that Jared Goff is going to be – he's going to be a guy that you're going to want to um, – have around. I think he's a good he's a good leader. Um, the way he led this team when they went one and six, and they started winning games down the stretch and ended up nine and eight, losing only three games down the stretch. That's a hell of a run. And if you do that earlier in the season, you're in the playoffs and you're probably winning the division. But they started a little slow, and it's going to be important for the Detroit Lions to get out to the same you know same play that they ended the year with and start that same start the year with the same tenacity and the same mindset you know that every game is is, is crucial and I, I think they will I mean, obviously starting one six it wasn't just Jared Goff and his issues it was defense defense was allowing a ton of points but they got better as the season got along and I think it's very important that you know you're keeping Aaron Glenn you're keeping Ben Johnson in this fold you're keeping them both and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have the you're gonna have for the first time ever, you're gonna have guys that are suitable for the job that are gonna be head coaches soon in Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn. I guarantee you, next year when we're doing this podcast, you won't be saying the same thing. You'll be looking for a new offense coordinator, you'll be looking for a new defense coordinator. They'll probably be hired already. In 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 the case they make the Super Bowl, this is the time you where you say, Yeah, we're gonna be losing offense coordinator, we're gonna be losing the defensive coordinator. It'll be all right. But that's what good teams do. And you have a quarterback who um, works well with Dan Campbell, and that's something that you could hang your hat on. I think that a lot of people have been kind of maneuvering the fact that, you know, they want a quarterback at six. I don't see their, I don't see a quarterback in this draft class that's better than Jared Goff. Maybe Bryce Young. That's the only one I'll give you. Um, CJ Stroud, he's – He's not mobile, just like Jared Goff. So you're basically taking a Jared Goff guy, a Jared Goff type player who he's a rookie. You can't really expect. And Will Levis is he's all over the place. He he can look great, 
that it looks bad. And it's just, you just, you want to stay away from quarterbacks because, like Brad Holmes said, it's easier to get bad at the quarterback position than get good. And that's what you're seeing with this Detroit Lions team. Um, obviously, I've seen it. The Anthony Richardson, like I said in the last segment, Lions Twitter is a total shit show. I don't know why anybody would suggest the opportunity that you would take in drafting Anthony Richardson. He wasn't even good at Florida. So I, I don't, I don't, I, that just, it boggles my mind that people actually want that guy. I mean, maybe he could be good in time, but you, you're in a, you're in a window where you can win now, not later when now you're not drafting a quarterback. You're drafting t- positions of need that can make you a better team moving forward. And that's, what's going to happen. So this has been the episode for February the 15th. Obviously Valentine's day has passed and you know what? We're recording on a, the the 14th because it's still Valentine's day. So happy Valentine's day to you guys out there and we will see you on the next podcast on Thursday.